This is Jason Cast. This is Scott Nearman. We are MP Local, where we want you to know that you are not alone. I tell you what, Scott, this business is not easy. It has its own unique challenges. This is not about bottom line only. This is not about profit only. We're about mission and changing communities in the nonprofit world. And that is why we started this podcast called NP Local. Hi, this is Jason Cast from NP Local, and I just wanted to give you a heads up on something. During this recording, you're going to hear a little bit of cutting in and out. A combined total of a 20-minute podcast, it probably lasts about a minute. But I just want you to know, as you hear it scattered through, we do apologize due to the overload of COVID. Uh, the internet was not coming through clearly. So we promise to make it better in the future. We hope you enjoy in the local. Hey, 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 how are you doing out there, you local listeners? Welcome to MP Local Podcast, where you are not alone. My name's Jason. And this is Scott Nearman. And we want you to know that we are here for you. Scott, I am back with, again, we can almost call this part two to engaging your board, but uh, I think it's just not a continuation. It's just more meaty, succulent, juicy information that we're going to pour into people's ear. And I can talk about that because yes, our, listeners are tell, our, our listeners are telling us that they're listening to us at lunch, you know, or sometime at, at dinner or in the evening. But yet so, we're recording first thing in the morning. So I'm already hungry for a steak. That's what you just I, said. I, I, true, true that. Let's give them some steak. So there was three things that we talked about at the last on the last podcast. Um, well, it wasn't three things. There was one thing we talked about, and it's one of those tough things, which is engaging your board, right? And and Scott, you did such a great job of laying some some things out. I It hasn't been out long enough for us to get a lot of feedback, but I'm telling you right now, I can't wait to get it. But the three basic tips were communicate, structure, and making it fun slash meaningful. We're going to talk a lot in this podcast about making it fun and meaningful, but recapping, going back to communicating and structure, could you just summarize it? Give them a recap of what we talked about. And if you haven't listened sure. to it, go back to the one before this one. Sure. Um, I just summarize uh, ways to engage your board, kind of what the principles are behind that. And I think it really, as I thought about this, it really boils down to three things. And I even uh, poised communication uh, before structure. You've got a lot of legal responsibilities if you're a board member. And so executive directors know that this is their boss. Um, but it's also on the staff and it's on that executive director to be the liaison to the board and to communicate the happenings, the important uh, upcoming decisions, um, keep folks and, and, and report good news, the impact the organization is having. That's so right. we talked about communicating well with the board as one of the most important things to do. Secondly, uh, is the structure. Uh, and, and much of this is laid out in the beginning or the founding of a nonprofit, but it certainly has to be looked at and updated from time to time. Not, not every meeting, not every year. Uh, but you have to have good bylaws, which are the rules for operating your board, uh, and policies, which are the governing policies that the board is in charge of determining. But again, staff has to recommend those and bring up the topic. So it's very important that staff has an eye to structure. There's all kinds of best practices uh, as far as structure goes, and uh, we definitely uh, want to encourage folks to go to boardeffect.com. We're not getting a dime for, for putting that organization out there, but that is just a very good resource website um, produced by Board Source organization, I believe, based in Washington. But there's a third piece we didn't get to, right, Jason, last time? Um, making it fun and meaningful for your board members. 
hours. And so that's where we want to go today. And, and having a lot of fun and meaningful and, and doing those things are, are, you know, this is this is to me what it is. At my business, we um, are here to be serious and be professional. But at the but I tell my team all the time, we're 51% having fun. Our expertise will come through when our customer and clients need us. But overall, we have to maintain a good mental health. We have to keep our um, clients informed and our staff informed. And I think that's what we're doing here. We're talking about how we can make this meaningful and fun for our board members, right? This is this is so key. It's a big stress of all executive directors that I talk to. It's their board. And how do I get them more engaged? How do I get them more involved? Sometimes you got to make it fun. And let's talk more about that, Scott. Yeah, you got to remember these board members are not, as we said in the last episode, not corporate board members getting stock options for serving, right? These are these are volunteers. Mm-hmm. We also emphasized in our last episode that these folks – um, need to be givers. They're some of your top supporters or, or most loyal supporters, uh, but they're giving of their time regardless uh, to attend those. Uh, <laughs> Jason, yesterday I had an audit committee meeting, you know. That, sound, that, sound, that, sound, that sounds riveting, a, a nice audit <laughs> meeting. It's, it's always riveting. Let me tell you, I think the board members feel the same way, but it's necessary, right? You've got to have that accountability yeah. between board and staff and to the general public, right? Because the general public, you think about it, the purpose of a public charity in the IRS code is that we're doing a public good. There's something positive for the community that we're doing, and therefore, we're not paying sales tax, right? Uh, we may not uh, pay other taxes. And so right. it's important that we're accountable. Uh, and so those that's part of structure, really, right? An audit committee. But these are volunteers coming to those riveting audit committee right. meetings. And so uh, we want to make it fun and meaningful for them. So. You know you've hooked them, right? They wow. said yes to your invitation to serve on the board. But what are you going to do three, four, five years down the road for that new board member that's excited today? And then they've been through one too many audits. They've been through one too many uh, issues where they had to have a specially called executive committee meeting. Um, they've, they've, they've been told no, just like every fundraiser mm-hmm. has to get used to being told no thank you uh, from time to time. Um They've, they're getting discouraged. Are you actually communicating the good impact and the changes you're making in the community? But what else is going to make it fun and meaningful for that particular board member? That's, that's really kind of important, Jason, that you know what makes this mission click for each board member. What is it about their life and their story that, um, that makes this organization meaningful? Uh, I, I, we can talk about all kinds of examples, but uh, maybe mm-hmm. you're in a Please, come on, give us – what's important is the local yeah, the, listeners so, have to so take an, an animal care organization or some environmental organization. What is it that triggers a board member's love for that entity? Okay, an, a nonprofit that is raising money to spay and neuter stray animals. I don't think they hate cats if they're on that board, right? <laughs> I think these are animal lovers. Okay, no, and so definitely not. do they only want to come to meetings um, – if you have this full structure and you're doing what you need to do for, for nonprofit accountability and reporting, um, do they want to just come to meetings or do they want to come brush the dogs from time to time? Do you, do you enable them? Do you send them before and after pictures of the stray that was picked up? Little things like that. I think we get so busy. We don't oh, think man. about the, the impact on the other end. You also got to know what, what triggers. Is wow. it, it going to be the heartstrings photograph of that dog? 
or is it, I mean, you got a dog, you love your dog. Um, I see your dog on, on your social oh, media all the time, right? My dog's at the vet, I think, <laughs> I as we're recording here. So, you know, we care about our animals. Uh, people care about the environment. Um, people care about seniors. You have you, Your agency serves a lot of senior centers, right, for insurance and, and liability. That's right. And so um, what is it in their story? For example, if, if I serve at a senior organization, it's probably because I was very close to both sets of grandparents. And I realize now, uh, as I'm older, how Good rare point. that is for some people to know and Such so good what insight, is it that, that makes that mission connect with your board members? So you need to think about how they want to be involved, not just plugging a square peg in a round hole. I need, I have got a vacancy on this committee. So-and-so just joined the board. I'm going to put him over here. Um, that's not necessarily uh, the right. best fit for that individual. We also want to demonstrate impact to the board, right? Because we talk about making it fun, and we'll get to that but also what makes it meaningful. And so you can tell I probably lean heavy on the meaning. Uh, I, I said in a previous episode that, that I do. feel like this is a calling, and I know that that took you off, uh, took you by surprise a little bit because usually that's a term in, in religious circles and the idea of a calling. But really, um, you know, folks, uh, I believe, have, have a place in the nonprofit world. If they have a big heart for community, if they, they love people or animals or environment, um, these are things that you can do. I mean, there are nonprofits doing economic development. So whatever your passion is, um, it's there for a reason. And so mm -hmm. very rarely when I'm at these uh, nonprofits and I'm talking to people about hiring practices and stuff, and I'm talking to employees, very rarely do they say, well, I answered uh, something in the um, newspaper to get this job. Usually it's because I had a passion and I reached out for it or my friend brought me in. And the friend brought yeah. them in because they have the same passion, right? It's like, oh yeah, you like dogs? Yeah, I like dogs. Hey, we got this this non for profit up here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I like helping seniors. So it brings well, it there. So you're right about that. It's that's association with those people. That's why this topic is so important because many people fall into this through volunteering or through board service, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so this is this is potentially not only long term board members, but it's also potentially a potential workforce uh, of the future. You just, you never know. It's true. Um, but demonstrating impact um, to those board members, because you don't want somebody to feel that their time is, is all for naught and, and we're spinning our wheels, right? And, and sometimes, you know, we get in a rut. Um, as you've pointed out, Jason, and I think uh, those of us in the field are, are a little bit flattered by it, but this really is a hard business, right? Mm -hmm. This is different than most other jobs a uh, person is going to have. And, and it's a huge, we've talked about, it, it's a huge impact on the, the, the country's economy, uh, this entire sector. So we got to also show and justify that, that we're worth our salt, uh, not just for the, the salaries that are not whopping and large, mm -hmm. uh, but, but for the salaries uh, and for the, the time that the volunteers give and for the dollars that the donors give to invest in that mission. What do we do to demonstrate impact to a board member? We can bring one of our beneficiaries, say you're in a human service organization and you've got a great patient story or somebody that was helped through your social safety net program and you bring them in to give their testimony and speak to that board. That is so powerful. You know, I work at a, a college foundation right now and when we bring a student to a board meeting, which we try to do every single quarterly meeting, bring a student or bring quotes or a video from a student mm -hmm. uh, and, and share the impact that that scholarship 
made in their life. At That's CYI, Centralia Youth Initiative, where I've talked about that before in prior uh, uh, podcasts, and we'll talk about that probably much more, but where we um, so raise money for the after-school programs uh, for kids. Um, and you know what was really, really important? This is, this is a very, very important, um, uh, powerful story. As me being someone who had worked with my friends to get money together, we had realized that a lot of people had left Centralia and had really become successful. They had called me and other people and said, how can we donate back? So we created Centralia Youth Initiative. We collect this money. We raise it. And I kind of thought to myself whenever we first did this, Scott, I said, you know, is it my responsibility? They go to school. These kids go to school all day. Now here we are taking money from the community that could be used maybe in other areas. And we're now spending it for kids so that they can stay after school. And the reason is, is because they don't have anybody to help them at home do the homework. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I just had this. And, I, and, and it was a cause and my friends were about it. And I love helping uh, the youth. I had two young uh, boys at the time. So I decided to do it. But it was that next September, or excuse me, that next May, that one of the principals sent us an email and said, we um, graded all of the kids at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and now at the end of the year. And when I went over to speak with this uh, principal, a couple of board members, she brought in one of the parents. And one of the parents cried and said that my son could never get more than a D. And now here he is at a B and an A. And my first thought was, is there we go. I'm the one who's doing that, but I still had that bitterness in my heart until she said, I'm a single mother that works three to 11. And I thought, wow, this is a woman who wants to help her kid, but can't because she's, that's the way that she has to provide takes away from that time. Isn't that exactly the kind of person here is, is that real life story printed that on my heart forever. And now I'm going to continue right. to raise money and I never have to even think about why it is because it's there, you know, and that was one, yeah. and that was 10 years ago. So, so important to have those examples. You're so right. So right. That's an excellent example. I got, I got chills listening to that. <laughs> I remember that. That's exactly the kind of person that you want to invest in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, there's different philosophies on, on helping the poor and, and that's a whole nother conversation, but this person is working. This yep. person uh, clearly has need. Um, mm-hmm. uh, former president George Bush said that a single mother is the hardest job in the world. Uh, and, and I think he was saying it's harder than being president. Hey, and uh, side note, there's a guy out there named planwisely.com planwisely.com. He is a financial advisor. His name's Eric Garcia. He is my friend. I want you to go out there and you local listeners and you need to read his thing called how much is my wife work worth? So he's a financial advisor and he broke down what a woman or, or a, or a spouse, let's just say that majority of the time, sometimes it is women in our society, but that's changing. And he broke down what that person does and what their hourly cost would be if you had to hire somebody else, but that person did it it's a bigger job isn't it oh dude it's in a, it's over one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year it that's really right. truly is it was really really cool so not to cut you off but but no that oh, is right that, that there's a value in that absolutely so that's a great example of impact that you shared and and i think that when you know if if that mother came to your entire youth initiative uh board meeting how mm-hmm. many more people could that story replicate? And and yeah. by the way, 10 years ago, where's that kid today? That might also be an interesting impact, right? Ooh, good one. That is, that is real good. Keeping it meaningful. We got about three or four minutes to keep this lunch short for them. What else do you got there to drive it home, Scott? 
you know, just some of the things that I do, you know, I, I mentioned, I think last episode, keeping up with board members on an annual basis, one-to-one. So even if you have 30 board members, you need to get around and set a coffee appointment with them to get, know what's on their mind, know how their time commitments are, be sure that they're as engaged as they were when they first joined and see what you can do to help enhance that experience. Um, I do a lot of phone calling, a lot of emailing. Um, you know, you don't want to convene a, a, a committee or a group of the board that, that would constitute a quorum, but you can certainly bounce ideas around key board members, some of your uh, skilled professionals when you have a legal issue or a financial question, uh, investment question, uh, and then forwarding articles of interest, you know, not just about impact, but things like this podcast, mm-hmm. things like um, boardeffect.com, which is, you know, has a blog, different things that would be of interest to board members. Uh, sharing a book with them. I've got a book in front of me here by Jerry Panis, P-A-N-A-S, The Fundraising Habits of Supremely Successful Boards. Very short snippets, easy to read. I mean, this is going to help board members that serve not just on your board, but on other boards. You know, be of service to your board members. I agree. And it's the little things, right? Making it fun. One time I ran to Walmart the morning of a of a board meeting and picked up a whole bunch of $2 boxes of, of little Valentine's chocolates because our board meeting was on February 13th. It wasn't quite Valentine's day. Um, but we had dinner meetings and we invited the spouses to attend for the dinner portion. And we had a little oh, box of chocolates. We didn't want to take uh, the spouse away from, from the other, you know, if that was their Valentine date night. So little things to make it fun. Remember birthdays and anniversaries. Send cards. They really don't cost that much. I know a stamps. Don't you think also? So don't you think also maybe a survey to your board? And some okay. of the things you can slide in there are these things of like maybe things they like to do. What are your top favorite things to do? What are da 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 da? And then you they don't even realize it, right? That they, that's what we do with our clients. We're surveying yeah. them and we're pulling that back in to make yeah. our services better, right? But they just think that they're just voicing their opinion, but that has a lot of weight. Do you guys do something like that? Yeah. And, you know, I actually have a consulting client right now that we are working on a survey of their constituents and their board members um, so that we can prepare for their strategic planning process in a few months. And so I'm coordinating that for a client right now. And uh, that's very important that folks actually have an anonymous way of of giving you information if they so need. In the past, I've created... um, evaluation forms with about 10 questions uh, that we would pass out after every board meeting. Uh, Now that didn't last too long because they were the same questions every meeting. But my goal was as we were changing officers, as we were changing the flow of the agenda to get their feedback in real time. And it didn't take much effort to to calculate that among a dozen board members, but um, we try to show improvement. We always try to show that impact, show improvement uh, but have fun, uh, you know, get your board involved in creative fundraising events. Uh, a lot of a lot of folks will have fun with that. Just need to know your members and know what their triggers are and know what's going to really um, be meaningful and enjoyable to them. Yeah, it is. Hey, this has been fantastic, dude. I think this has been a great two-part series here. We've given them probably about, I don't know, about a, a little, about 35 minutes total when it comes over the two. Remember, if you didn't listen to the first one, please, you probably should have paused it and jumped back, but it's okay. Three parts when we're talking about communicate, structure, and making it fun and meaningful. So today you got the meaningful and the fun and the communicating structure was in part one. Wrapping it up, Scott, anything last minute you want to say? Uh, I think once again, I just want to reiterate, um, engaging your board is one of the most important things that an executive director of a nonprofit is going to do. Yes, they hire and fire you, but they're also donors. They should be. 
they're also volunteers. They're givers of time, not just money, but time. And sometimes for, for a busy executive or someone that serves on multiple boards or has a family, that time can be more valuable than just writing a check. And so True. if you want to keep them around, uh, communicate well, be sure your structure is up to date and that you're always looking at changing with the times and you're making it fun and meaningful and, and know what makes it fun and meaningful for each board member. As a business owner, what I hear is almost me trying to hire a senior account manager or hire a director's operations in my agencies. And what I'm looking for is to say, if I say to them and I try to hire the person because I like them, when it comes later and I'm trying to craft a vision for them or help them play within the vision and what we have or to a high excel or to level them up, as we like to say, it's hard for me to do that if I hired them just because I liked them. And so when I hear you talk about board members, it makes me say, we need to know who we are as a nonprofit, right? We need to know what sure. our mission truly is, not just because we have it written down, but be able to emphasize it through passion. We need to be able to let them know what we expect of that board member so that everything's out on the table, right? The right. things that we expect them to do and the things maybe that they may think they need to do to let them know that they're not responsible for doing so that we put them right. in, make them feel comfortable, right? This is what I would do as a, as a for-profit business owner. And the reason why this is important is not only does it filter out the person at the very beginning to make sure you're getting the right one, but it allows you to hold accountability in the future. Even as the executive director, if they hire or fire you, they have respect for the fact that you are pinning them down on something you told them prior, and now you are holding them accountable. Accountability is the key to the military. Accountability is the key to process of big companies. A key, accountability is the key to good parenting. That tells me that accountability Certainly. is probably ginormous to what we're trying to do when you're trying to get board members. So, Chris Scott, thank you very much for your time. I hope you guys get something out of this. If you guys have any thoughts and you just want to spit them out to us, you can find Scott at where his uh, where he is. You can also reach out at Jason at tinsuranceA.com. That is my email. We also have Scott at tinsuranceA.com. When I say that, that's T as in Tom, the word insurance, A as in Apple.com. Jason or Scott at tinsuranceA.com. A.com. We want to thank you very much for being a local listener because this is MP Local where you are not alone. I'm Jason, he's Scott, and we are We're out. out.